This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Which Keith? It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davy. Davy, how are you? Hey, girl. Oh, what's up, girlfriend? Yes, great to hear your voice once again, Ryan. We good had to a, be back. We had a, a little hiatus. We had a week of hiatus, but it was good. We, we played one of our old episodes. It was a We went into the, uh, the hashtag dork catalog. We fished out an episode from a year ago where we crowned our, our dork hall of fame. So if you skipped it, uh, and if you've missed that one, not bad. We give you 10 movies, video games, TV shows, and comic books that deserve to be in our hashtag dork hall of fame. So let us know if you agree or disagree with those. Uh, Ryan, we have a lot to get to. It's the best of, with a little bit of worst of, 2017. So what do you say we just get right into it? Might as well. This year. I didn't have time to have Marcus update it. So this, is, this year in Dork is really what we're doing here, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. All right, we're going to break it down thusly. We're going to go, uh, well, first of all, Ryan, uh, should we get to the topic du jour? And I, I, What's that, my dear friend? Okay, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today it is the best of 2017. We're going to start movies, then we're going to get into television, then we're going to get into video games, and then we have a very special guest to help us with comic books, and then we'll put a bow on it with the pick of the podcast to round out this episode of Hashtag Dork. Let's begin, though, with movies. I think we spend most of our time on movies. And uh, let's just get this out simply. All right, if, if you were to nominate five movies for Best Picture, for you and for, you know, for the podcast, your, yeah. your top five movies, what would those five be? Okay, so I kept this kind of in the family of, like, Dork. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I did. So obviously, like the Phantom Thread starring Daniel Day Lewis is going to win Best Picture, or whatever movie that Meryl Streep decide- and Tom Hanks decided to star in is going to win Best Picture. Probably. But for the purposes of people listening to this audience, if you're going to watch five movies this year, here they are, in no particular order, mind you. Okay. You want to ping pong it? You just want to give you my five. Give me your five, then I'll give you my five. But I would not be su- I would not be surprised if they were the same five. Okay. Uh, with a bullet, number one. I spoiled this earlier. Logan. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Get Out, mm-hmm. Baby Driver, mm-hmm. and The Shape of Water. Ooh, so I have four out of those same five. I have not seen The Shape of Water. In its place, I have Spider-Man Homecoming to round okay, out my so I, five, but give, give me something now, on Shape of Water. Okay, I will give you something, but honorable mentions, I had Spider-Man Homecoming and Dunkirk. Okay, so, good one. Okay, I also have not seen Dunkirk. That's going to be okay. later on. We have a question later on that I'm going to hit on that. But, so a little okay. bit of Shape of Water. Yeah. Um, it is basically... 
everything you'd expect from a Guillermo del Toro movie with like amazing creatures and just like the way it's shot and the music and just everything. And we'll get into the a little bit into it later when we get into some subcategories here. But it's everything you wanted in a Guillermo del Toro movie. It's got like action. It's got some suspense. It's got a, like a love story, like a weird love story, and just an amazing set of actors. So. If you love movies, you need to go. See. I can't spend too much time on it. I, I could spend a whole podcast on it. Well, but the it was Shape weird. Of Water too. Yeah, because I saw the remarkable. I saw the preview for it, and I was like, "Eh, doesn't really do it for me." And then my my wife was was we were watching. This, I forget what it was, but she looked over. She's like, "Oh, I want to see that." I was like, "Really?" Like I I did not think it would appeal to her, but well, she that, really wants that, to see it. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it is it, it's a Guillermo del Toro movie that you can watch with your wife. Yes, and and they it's if someone like. gets something out of it. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a, it's got the it's creaturey enough for the horror fans. Yeah, it's well shot enough for the film geeks, and and you know it's well acted enough for the film geeks and for the ladies. You know, it has Ooh. that weirdo love story that you know. Well, I'll tell you what. This was a really good year, I thought, for hashtag dork movies. And again, you can yep. go as far as as far away or as close to the that genre or that umbrella that we kind of have. Um, but think about like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, was not did not crack crack the top five for either of us. Or like Wonder yep. Woman, which was a nice surprise. Right. Justice League even had its moments. How about? A fucking Star Wars movie came out this year. You like you liked it more than I did. It didn't even yeah. didn't even make the top five for either one yeah. of us, or the top six or seven. So, and and again, we we had a whole episode on that, and we and we go through it. I think it's very polarizing, but it's not terrible. And these movies stood out, and I'm with you. I think Logan, and this was an early movie too. So this one set the bar. I think it was the first of the comic book movies to be released this year or last year. And it's the best. I mean, Hugh Jackman has played the character a zillion times. He's been in some really good movies. He's been in some dump shit movies. But Logan, the best way to end it, he was awesome. Uh, James McAvoy, or I'm sorry, Patrick Stewart as uh, Charles Xavier was awesome in it. Some of the side characters that popped in were really good. So I feel really good about crowning Logan as the uh, the dork movie of the year. And it was, like you said, I mean, it was it came out like guns blazing. And I think... You know, what a way to put a bow on it for Hugh Jackman. Like yeah. you said, and wait, good for him for sticking that out, like for so many movies and not yeah. failing on it when he could have. Think you know, about it. After like, the after, X-Men Origins one. After Origins or after Last Stand or maybe Origins where you're like, all right, this is my own movie. And you're like, that's your movie? You're like, ugh. But he, stood, yeah. he, st- he stuck with it. And the Oscar nominations aren't out yet, and uh, I don't think. No, they're not. The, the Golden Globe ones are, and I'm surprised Hugh Jackman didn't get more love for this, or that the movie in general didn't get more love for this, because yeah. it was really, I mean, it was really, really good. Um, I think Get Out, for me, would be second place, like a, a nice kind of horror, I use horror kind of like, like it definitely f- falls into horror, we ranked it in our top 50 all time already, but it's not super scary, like you're not going to be free, you know, you're not going to be getting nightmares over this, I don't think. Right. Uh, but it was good, psychological, and I like when Jordan Peele. Like I like when a somebody who's not a like lifelong horror person, but they happen to be a fan, and they've they've done something else, whether it's comedy or action or whatever, and they come over into that genre because you can tell just how much he likes all those movies. Yes, absolutely, and you could tell that there were you know little nods to you know subtle nods to things like that that you could tell that he's a huge fan of horror. You so, know? so that was great. So based off your nominees, I can tell which one you liked more. But so at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you like Thor Ragnarok more than Spider Man Homecoming? Uh just and yeah, just because like I feel like there was too much like 
I like the fact that Homecoming did, um, they kind of glossed over the whole Spider-Man story. You know how we've gotten the Batman origin story? Like yeah, they, did, they didn't give it to uh, the, They kind of glossed yeah. over it, and I, I thought it was great, but I didn't think. Thor Ragnarok was so different. It was so funny, like, too. I mean, it was hilarious. It was so funny. That, like, I think that stood out more to me than Homecoming did. I literally go back and forth. I think I gave both of them a five out of six, but it really depends on what you're in the mood for. Like, if you're in the mood for sort of a, a you know, a younger, I mean, it, in a way it's an origin story, but in a way it's not, as you said, but it's sort of a guy coming into his own, figuring out what his powers are. He's in high school, so you have some of the same high school tropes going on. And then he had a really solid villain, and then you had the, you know, the mentorship from Iron Man coming in. Or if you want more of a... You know, the buddy cop, hilarious comedy with the crazy action scenes, and literally uh, it takes place away from Earth. Like, they're so different that, yeah. like, you know, tomorrow my favorite might be Thor, and then, you know, the day after that it might be Spider-Man. So they're, they're very and, close to me. And there's no, there probably is no bigger Spider-Man fan than me. Right. So, you know, it, it, it pains me to say that, but like you said, like you said, I mean, tomorrow you could ask me, and I'd be like, well, I kind of like Homecoming. I know, it it's tough. On the day. And then the yeah. last one, now, so we've uh, we've done standalone episodes on Logan and on Spider-Man and on Thor. We did not do one on Get Out, and we did not do one on Baby Driver, because I saw it after the fact. Uh, now, Kevin Spacey is in this movie. Kevin Spacey is... Uh, Which is a bit of a ding for the movie. That yeah. kind of hurts the movie when you see, like, the movie poster or the Blu-ray cover or whatever else, but... Edgar Wright, I know he's one of your favorites, and this was uh, this was a really like talk about an entertaining movie. Ba- Baby Driver was that. Yeah, the, the, you smiled from the beginning of the movie yeah. to the end of the movie. Yeah, like it was just it was just really well done, really well shot. And like, how about like the like them playing tequila and the the guns going off like to the beat? Like that's ridiculous. It was insane. Ridiculous. Abs- it was absolutely insane. Uh, so. Davey and I are both going with Logan. I, 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 I pulled the panel. Some of our former co-hosts, uh, Shark, Bessie, Woody, and then someone who was not co-hosted ever. But in my life, I asked all of them, best movie of the year. Uh, Shark said Logan or Thor Ragnarok. Bessie said Get Out or Coco. Hey, hey. Woody said The Last Jedi or Get Out. Which, he didn't see a lot of movies. I guess yeah. not. And then my wife said Coco. She also didn't see a ton of movies, but she went with went with Coco. All right, I'm pissed at Coco. By the way, did I tell you what happened with me and Coco? Uh, was this the fire alarm or was that somebody else? No, no, no. no. I am bullshit at this because, oh, and no, let me hear me out. Okay, so I take my three year old daughter to go see Coco, and we're really excited. She's been dying to see this movie. She's been seeing commercials, whatever. What they don't tell you is the movie's close to two hours long, right? Oh, so and you're on top pushing. of that, right? Yeah. And on top of that, yeah. they put a fucking half hour Frozen short. So I didn't see the end of Coco because she, like, threw a fucking hissy fit and I had to leave. Well, I don't blame her, first of all. That's way too long to be in the theater. So my wife, she went and saw it with our niece and nephew, and so I wasn't there. I didn't see Coco. But she was like, oh, my God. She's like, they did this Frozen short. And she's like, our, my niece kept looking over at me being like, I don't think we're in the right theater. <laughs> she's like, what is this? She's like, because she likes Frozen, but she's like, I know we're not seeing Frozen. She's like, I think we need to leave the theater. And they're like, no, no, no this is it. This is it. And then it's funny that you say that because both of you had told me that. They later took it out. So many people are pissed about it that if yeah. you go see Coco now, they don't have that half hour quote unquote short beforehand. Like when you do, when you say it's a short, like I'm thinking like five minutes. Five. It was like a half hour long. That's bullshit. That yeah. is absolute bullshit. All right, so top five performances. They can be male. They can be female because we don't see gender here, Ryan. We don't. We don't see that kind of thing on no. hashtag Dork. 
I will rip off my five favorite, then you'll give me your five favorite, and then we can dig sure. into them a little bit. Uh, I thought the five best performances, and again, I could be missing some, so you can hit us up, dorkpodcast at gmail.com or at dorkpodcast on the Twitter. I would say Hugh Jackman in Wolverine or in Logan as Wolverine, uh, Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding in I, Tanya, uh, Gail Gadot in Wonder Woman, Sorsha Ronan in Lady Bird. I understand it's not really a dork movie, but I saw yep. it. She was great. And then my last one would be Korg, played by uh, Taika Watiti in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'll tell you why. So I'm looking at my list, and I'm, I'm female heavy, too, this year. Yeah, it was a good year for the lady. Good year for the ladies. Um, and one surprise there. So my top five performances this year, Daphne Keene as X-24 or Laura in Logan. Oh, great one. Yes. Uh, Betty Gabriel in Get Out. She played Georgina, the maid. Oh, right. Yeah, she, I yeah, thought she, she was, was good. outstanding in that movie. She was real good. Uh, Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. She played Eliza. She, was un- she plays a mute. That's right. Okay, yeah, and okay. It, so it's, it, it was unbelievable. Uh, wild card here, uh, James Franco in The Disaster Artist. So playing I saw- Tommy Wiseau. He was good. He was really good. That movie uh, was kind of underwhelming to me. I was hoping it would be better. Yeah, it's a little bit more dramatic. It's billed as kind of a comedy, but it's a little bit more dramatic than you think it's going to be. Oh, hey, Mark. Yeah, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. And then, and then my fifth one, I'm not kidding, Richard, Taika Waititi as, as Korg. Korg steals it for us. Korg. Oh, Korg steals the show. Hey, man. Korg. <laughs> hey, man. It's like the way you like, just the best. Korg. Yeah. So I think because, you know, Porgs, there were just a ton of Porgs, and there's not like one individual one, so you can't really give them the nod there. But I think out of all the movies that we saw this year, you, you might have to give it to Korg. Korg was incredible. Like, Korg stole the goddamn incredible. show. And I saw somewhere, this might be, this is old news, but Kevin Feige said that uh, Korg and Meek will, in fact, be in m- more MCU movies. And not to spoil anything, but the last scene with Korg and Meek Amazing. Was the, was the funniest part of the movie, and it was like at the very end. Just when you thought you were all out of laughs, they, they stick yeah. you with that one, which was great. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I say we give it to Korg. What do you say? Yeah. Um, biggest surprise, Ryan, in, let's say in a good way, because I, I always spin that the other way. I'm like, oh, well, that was surprised that this movie sucked, but give me yeah. a surprise in a good way, 2017 movies. Okay, so I got two, and, and if you remember way back in the, in the early days of 2017, what I said was I was very nervous about Wonder Woman in that the DC Universe is going to tip. Wherever this movie goes, that's where they're going to go. If this movie flops, like, they're, they're fucked. Yeah. And I, and I was very surprised at how well done Patty Jenkins, that, that movie was, and, and, and how good Gal Gadot was in the role of Wonder Woman. I thought it was a great movie, and I thought it was going to suck. Yeah. So I was very surprised with that. And, Richard, yes. since you just brought it up, yes. my second surprise of the year, I didn't hate the Porgs. Uh, last that, I was, I, yeah. Oh, I no, or the just Porgs. the Porgs specifically is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was cool with the Porgs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Porgs, Porgs were pretty good. They, they served a, not really a purpose, which is actually, what, I think, what everybody was happy with. I didn't want yeah. them, again, to be like having a Porg army having to save the world. So I would say I'm with you on Wonder Woman, and it's not my favorite movie of the year. And I think it actually it sort of got to the point where it almost became overrated because I think so many people were surprised by it, like myself included, that you started to talk it up almost like it was better than it was. Like it was not a top five movie of the year. It was not a top three or four comic book movie even of the year. But it was still very good, and the expectation was it was going to be trash. So 
I'd say Wonder Woman. I would also say the movie It, because oh, yeah. you hear It remake, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Like They probably should have remade it, but whatever. And then, again, not the greatest movie in the world, not the best horror movie of the year, but the fact that uh, it was as good as it was. We did a standalone episode of that. I think uh, Goo was in, and we did an episode on It. And so I would say It and Wonder Woman jump out to me as a good surprise. Yeah, I really liked it, and I like the fact that if you read the book, I mean, it's, it ping-pongs back and forth between, like, present day and the past, um, and it didn't. It stuck right with the kids' storyline, which yeah. I thought was, a, was, was smart. And then you like, you like my idea of waiting 27 years and then filming the sequel with the original oh, yeah. cast? Did you like that? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, knock on wood, all these kid stars make it through. We, listen, I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but they don't, they don't <laughs> always do it. Biggest disappointment. I mean, this is this is across the board. I mean, like you said, it wasn't a bad movie. I didn't not enjoy it, but I thought the Last Jedi was a bit of a letdown. Um, it has to be just because the, the expectation. It was the most anticipated movie of the year, and I don't know. Neither of us loved it, and I, I, unless you loved it, you by some degree were disappointed in it. It's as simple. Yeah, as that. and I think it which sucks because like it's I I. I I have like this rock in my stomach right now, even saying that because it's not bad. It's just right. It has. I think it I went in, moments. Yeah, I went in and flying like new director, new eyes on it. Like this is going to be something. And I, I tweeted out the yeah, like I love Ryan Johnson's work. I think he's a great director. Yeah. Um. It just it just didn't hit for me, and and, and that's okay. Right. Hey. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that like Star Wars is dead and it's never going to be good again. Like I'm not saying that at all. It just it just. There was, like I said, the second act with Finn and Rose, that just killed it. For that me. was nothing. Now, but yeah. you were very upset at uh, critics of The Last Jedi last week. I was. I yeah. was. And, I, and I, think, I think I made my point. Like, you can't sit around and expect them to do uh, Empire Strikes Back every single time. It's just not, it's yeah, unrealistic. It's, not, it's and, not like, you've got to just be happy that they're still making these fucking things. Yeah, that's true. And we'll get another one uh, this year. The Han Solo solo movie will be out in 2018. Uh, what was the worst movie that you saw? Obviously, there, there could be one worst. And I think I, I did pretty well this year. I was looking. Uh, I tried making a quick list, so I may have left some out. I think I saw close to 25 movies. Saw a lot of movies this year. That came out this year. Yeah. A lot of them we did on the podcast. And a couple might have been Netflix ones. So they weren't even theater movies, but they came out this year. I think I saw right around 25. And I would say 20 of them were like between good and great. Like I, I really I hit on a lot of these. But what was the worst movie that you saw this year, or worst movies? Right. That's all I'm going to say. It's a piece of shit. Oh, you saw it. That's the Will Smith. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. Netflix. I thought about seeing it, but all the reviews were it was like the worst movie. You know what? You know what? I, it's it's so bad that you have to see it. All right. I, I, I may it. I may do that. Uh, the worst movies I, saw, I have two. One was uh, the movie Rings. It was a oh, horror. You know obviously, oh, Ring. Yeah. yeah, it was not good. And then Table Nineteen. I don't know why I watched this movie. This is with Anna Kendrick, and she is table nineteen is like the loser island of misfit toys table at somebody's wedding. Oh, it's horrible! Like I don't know if it was supposed to be funny or if it was supposed to be a, like a dramedy. I hated it. So that movie was terrible. She's a cutie pie. She I, had a weird hairline, but I'll watch whatever she's. I'm good with the hairline. Yeah, I'm fine. I like Anna Kendrick, uh, but terrible movie. Don't see table nineteen. What movie, Ryan? Didn't you see that you most want to see? I'm saying this with my teeth bared and my eyes pinched together because I'm so embarrassed. I still haven't seen Blade Runner. 
Oh, I wouldn't be that embarrassed. I haven't seen it either. Don't, no, don't, don't just, sweat I, that. I'm a, I'm a huge Blade Runner guy, oh, and I, I, haven't, I haven't seen Blade Runner, and I'm just like wincing. Then I'm like, eh, you know. Well, the two worst for me are, uh, well, Dunkirk. And again, i got to be in the right headspace for a war movie. And I've heard, yeah. I know Wes from the Boxers podcast loves it. He's telling us to see it. You liked it. i I got to see it. I just haven't yet. And the other one, which is insane, because I am the biggest Saw franchise fan, I did not see Jigsaw this year. It's yeah, it's all right. And like Dunkirk, like it's good. It's not great. It's not Saving Private Ryan. Okay. It's a little slower than that. All right. So it's it's like you said. I mean, you have to be in the right frame of mind to invest in that movie. You know yeah, what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. What is the uh, your most anticipated movie of 2018? Besides Avengers: Infinity War, we will not count that as an answer because that's probably ninety nine percent of our audience's most anticipated movie. So you have to pick a new or one or two movies for eighteen that you most want to see. One or two. I have a list of six, but I'll just give you one or two. <laughs> you can fire off the six if you want. Uh, Ready Player One, Into the Spider Verse, Deadpool Two, Solo, Incredibles Two, and Venom. Nice. That is a really good list. Yeah, Deadpool two, um, Venom. I'm I'm definitely in on, especially because of the cast like that. Oh, Tom Hardy, Tom I Hardy, love Tom Hardy, dude. And Michelle Williams is an incredible actress. She's like one of yeah. the best actresses of of our or any generation. I'm gonna throw another one at you. I'm gonna say, how about Halloween with Danny McBride writing it and Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I, I this is amazing. I, you know, I Danny, a guy, another comedy guy. Right? Yeah, Horror. that's why I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's a ton of comic book movies. I think we tweeted it out uh, a few weeks back. It's like almost one a month. So we're going to be pretty goddamn busy again at uh, hashtag yep. dork this year. But uh, that's how we like it. That is, absolutely. And so, once again, if you want to check out the archives on iTunes right now or wherever you find your podcasts, uh, we did solo episodes on a number of movies this year, uh, starting with Logan, which was number four. That's after, of course, our switched over to WEEI. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was Episode 13. Wonder Woman, 17. Spider-Man Homecoming, 22. It, 31. Thor Ragnarok, 39. Justice League, 41. And Star Wars The Last Jedi, 45. The last thing I would say, Ryan, is just going back to show you what a crazy year in movies it was for, for hashtag dork fans. The idea that Spider-Man or um, the Justice League had a live-action movie and we Really didn't even mention it. <laughs> like, it was yeah. just like, yeah, like it was, it happened, but so did a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> television shows? Should we move on to television shows? Let's do it. All right. Similar to uh, your uh, top five, you know, if we were, if we were doing a, uh, our own v- version of the Golden Globes, what were your five favorite slash best shows of 2017? Oh, this is really fun to do, by the way. I had more fun doing TV than I did movies, but my. There's just, so many uh, more. There's a ton yeah. here. Top five shows that I saw this year. Game of Thrones, Stranger Things 2, Glow, Big Mouth, and American Gods were my top five of this year. Very nice. I, of course, have two overlap there, Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. I'm also going to include The Leftovers from HBO, their third and final season. I really thought it was a great Curb Your Enthusiasm year. And maybe it was just because it was a couple years and it was gone, but it was back. I loved it this year. And I'm going to... This is a, a warning for Wes. Rick and Morty season three was a top five show for me this year. Honor, honorable mention for me was Rick okay. and Morty. Yeah, yep. I liked American Gods a lot uh, as well. That was a good one. We did sort of a grab bag episode uh, of like a bunch of shows that we hit on. One of them was American Gods. And again, we did a lot of Game of Thrones and a lot of Stranger Things. So I think those, yeah, go, those go without, without mention. But really ramping things up on Game of Thrones, obviously. And then Stranger Things... W- 
that was one where you didn't really know what they were going to do after year one. Like, how are they going to be able to, to get things together? And I didn't love the new characters, but all the old characters were just as good, if not better. In fact, guys like Steve ended up being yeah. you know one of the best characters of, of, of any TV show. Yeah, and you thought, like, the kid who plays Dustin, you know, a friend of the podcast, Gaten Matarazzo, um, you thought he kind of tapped out with that character, but, like, those two together were phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, they were awesome. A great, a great tag team. So if you had to yeah. give it to just one, your Ryan Davies' best TV show 2017. Oof. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Game of Thrones. It has to be. Yeah. Right? I, I think so. Although... I ended up and just because I'm such a, a leftovers defender, and you know, because not not as many people watch the leftovers, I might give that yeah. the slight nod. And and it's done. Like they, they, I thought they did a good job wrapping it up. And as we've seen in TV, that's almost impossible to do. Like to have a good final season, like shows yeah. shows screw that up all the time. So I'll say the leftovers, but really close Thrones and Stranger Things. And then after that, it's probably like a big group of of good shows from this year, right? All right, top five favorite characters. Again, male, female, animal, I don't give a shit. Davey, give me your top five favorite TV characters. Uh, Coach Steve from Big Mouth, vo- voiced by Nick Crawl. It was probably one of the funnier characters uh, nice. of, of the year. Um, Steve from Stranger Things made my list. Great call. Uh, Sam Sylvia, played by Mark Marin on Glow. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> he was good. He was good. Um, Mad Sweeney from American Gods. Uh, played by, uh, what's his name? Pablo, uh, Pablo uh, Shriver. Shriver. He was great. That yeah. was a good call. He good was one. great. Good one. And my fa- my favorite character on TV this year, Nikki Swango from Fargo, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Wow. That, I'll tell you what right now. Fargo, to me, was a disappointing season, but she was unbelievable on that show. Yeah. She was a oh, That's great. All right. So without any repeats, because those are all good ones, I would go... Uh, Again, uh, my girl Carrie Coon, friend of the show. She has liked not one but two of our tweets. Uh, she played Nora Durst in The Leftovers. She was also in Fargo. And what blows what? my mind is she was nominated for a Golden Globe for her performance in Fargo and not The Leftovers. And trust me, as someone who's maybe the biggest Carrie Coon fan in the world, the, it's not even close. Like She was significantly better in The Leftovers, but regardless. Uh, Maisie Williams is Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, right on, yeah. Uh, John Bernthal in The Punisher. Yeah, uh, honorable mention for me. He's got, uh, David Harbour as Hopper in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. And then, right, this one, I recently watched this show. This is uh, an actor named Dylan Minnette. He played Clay Jensen in a Netflix show called 13 Reasons Why. This is a is based off of a book, and this show is Delta Burke. It's heavy. It's a heavy <laughs> show, Ryan. It's about a high school girl who commits suicide, and she leaves tapes behind, like audio tapes of reasons why she killed herself. And you kind of live. It's it's all about uh, present, back to the past, present, back to the past, and you're kind of living it through this character played by Dylan Minnette who you have seen in uh, Don't Breathe. He was one of the yep. kids that broke into the house. He was the one his dad, uh, I think, ran like the security system. He was also, I didn't realize this, but he played one of the bullies in Let Me In, the American remake of Let the Right One In. Yep. Uh, so he's my prediction. Yeah, go ahead. Fun fact about him, he was one of the finalists to play Peter Parker in Homecoming. I think he was beaten out by Tom Holland. I think he would have been good. Tom Holland, I think, was the better choice. But Dylan yep. Minnette is my pick. I think he's only like 21 years old. He's my pick for breakout future monster star. I think he's going to be awesome. He's so good in this in this friggin' show. 
they do a really good job of like at first you just see all these different like high school characters and you're like oh those are all kind of cliches of each whatever but they give them all like these backstories they focus on the the character development and the writing on that show I thought was off the charts and with a, a cool little thing and I'll stop talking about the show but a cool little thing that they do is because there's so many uh, flashbacks and then like back to present they do a cool thing where this kid uh, Dylan Minnette he gets in like a bike accident in the present time and so he has a cut on his head so he's wearing a band-aid on his forehead so every time they flash back he doesn't have the band-aid so it's super easy to like follow whereas if they didn't you'd be like what the fuck time what day is this yeah. like, what are, what are yeah. we doing but anyway I would throw him on there as uh, one of my top five favorite characters and I would recommend that show but again it's it's uh, it's Delta Burke so be careful with that uh, best new show Ryan so what show did you see that had, uh, season one in 2017 that you like so honorable honorable mention to American Gods and glow yeah but both on my list oh yeah both on my but the show that I'm watching right now and if you have a, a lady in your life that you need to watch a show with I'm telling you right now hear me out there's a show on I believe it's on Showtime called Smilf Oh, I've heard of Smilf. I think it's nominated. You, gotta, yeah. you have to watch it. it got, it's getting nominated for everything. The girl in it is incredible. Um, you haven't seen her in anything. She was a writer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, she's a writer, and she's from Boston. Um, and the show takes place in Southie. So oh, nice. It's, and it's about a uh, like down-on-her-luck actress who's also like a single mom, and, and her mom is like mentally ill and like all this stuff. It's like played by Rosie O'Donnell, who's like awesome nice. in the show. So nice. uh, uh, definitely check out Smilf. Uh, if we had, if we were doing pick of the podcast this week, uh, straight up, that's what that would be mine. All right, uh, I like your, I like American Gods and Glow. I saw both of those. Uh, Ozark wasn't bad with Jason Bateman, not great, but it wasn't bad. American Vandal, that's where we got our way back, boys. Ryan, that was one of your picks yeah, the podcast yep. a while ago. Uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, which I was just talking about, that was a season one. Um, the 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 top four though to me would probably be Punisher, Legion, Mindhunter, which is on Netflix. And Riverdale. Riverdale started, season one started, I think, January of this year. Yep. They already went all the way through, and now they're on to season two. And so Riverdale is good. But a lot of really good new shows in 2017. What about the worst show that you still watch? Because I'm sure there's... So I a, yeah. yeah, I put a lot of thought into this. Okay. You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I will just say quickly, and because I think I've mentioned it on the podcast a million times, but The Walking Dead, I watch... Am I behind? I don't know if I'm behind. But anyway, I watch The Walking Dead... I watch Gotham for the most part. They're both bad shows. And then we obviously, we both, we did a whole episode on it. We watched Iron Fist. And so I stuck yeah, with that. God. That was probably the worst television show that I watched start to finish this year. And Yeah, so that was the worst. But it's, you know, in terms of still watching and plan on watching more, um, this show is, is adored by critics, but like, it's very divisive. It's, it's like The Last Jedi, but I like it. Um, is Master of None. Um, the second season uh, of this was was kind of was kind of weird. Okay, and uh, but I like it. So I think I, I bailed on that. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah. I think I watched most of the first season though, and I was like, eh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not not necessarily for me. It always had. You know what? It's funny. It always has one episode per season that's killer. Yeah, okay. that's like really good, um, and that's kind of what saves it. So you're kind of waiting for that episode, and this season has that episode. All right, so this this question, uh, hopefully you took some time to think about, Ryan, because we're talking about what's the best channel. And so what if I said you can only have one channel? Like on your TV, you only get one channel. To me, the nominees would be HBO, 
highlighted by Game of Thrones, Leftovers, Curb Enthusiasm, Vice Principals, which had a really nice season two, by the way, um, and Silicon Valley, and whatever else you're watching on there, The Deuce, who cares? Uh, AMC, like your Better Call Saul, Preacher, a couple shows we haven't mentioned yet, uh, The Walking Dead, obviously, is on AMC, Fear the Walking Dead, Netflix, Punisher, Mindhunter, 13 Reasons Why, American Vandal, Ozark, Glow, The Defenders, BoJack Horseman, Iron Fist, etc., etc., FX has Legion and Fargo. Uh, the CW has all those other shows that I still kind of watch, like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and Riverdale. So if you could only watch one channel, what would it be? Oh, this is so, and this is so hard, because I, I put so much thought into this, and I don't have a clear answer. But the closest I can get to it is, like, HBO is still king. Like, HBO, in terms of shows, show quality is light years ahead of everybody else. That being said, um, if I don't, if I'm watching TV, just like straight up TV, yeah, I watch a lot of Vice and Viceland, uh, which is Spike Jones's channel. I watch a lot of that. I found okay, which is really good. All right, uh, they're just got it's always sunny, so that so that that helps. Um, Netflix, though, I think Netflix is putting out. They they put out a lot of crap, but they're putting out a lot of good stuff too. Like there's they're kind of cranking so right now. Ma- there's so many shows on Netflix now. Yeah, which and they're and they're catching up to HBO quickly. Yeah, they are. Um, and I would say don't sleep on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, what do you got there? What are you watching on Amazon? Uh, Sneaky, Sneaky Pete is okay. a great show. Yep. Um, the Tick is really good. Um, and they have they're starting to get like other shows and stuff. So don't sleep on Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime account, you should be watching Amazon Prime Video. Nice. I think I would ultimately still go with HBO. I think uh, because of Game of Thrones, Leftovers, and Curb, that's hard to top. But Netflix is probably pretty damn close. Yeah. Like you said. I mean, because they have so many, so you can weed out some of the shit, and then you're watching some good stuff. So uh, I I once again pulled the panel. Uh, Shark, who is our Game of Thrones expert, said Stranger Things. Uh, Bessie went with Mindhunter. Woody went with Game of Thrones billions and legion i've never seen billions i've heard it's good though i've heard it's good and then my wife went with big little lies from hbo and i asked my wife and she went with the handmaid's tale Ooh, my wife also liked that one a great deal that was her favorite show of the of the year so there you go that's a that's a pretty good breakdown and if you want to hear more about what we thought about some of these shows here are our, our archive shows uh iron fist episode eight legion nine Back on episode 20, we hit on a bunch of shows, including American Gods and Preacher and Fargo. We did a Game of Thrones preview on number 21. Game of Thrones season 7 was episode 29. The Defenders, episode 30. Stranger Things season 2 was 38. And The Punisher was 42. So a good amount of TV shows there. Anything else on uh, the television, Ryan? No, that's an exhaustive list. We did a lot. We did our homework, people. It's time for Davey's video game You can't have a best of 2017 hashtag dork episode without some video games. Ryan, what do you got? Okay, so this is going to be this is going to take a little bit. Feel, Richard, feel free to jump in. But okay. what I wanted to do is I wanted to take the basically the categories that you had for movies and TV and apply them to video games. So Perfect. jumping right into it because I know we get a lot to do and we got to get to Uncle Buck in a second here. Um, top five games that I played this year in no particular order, mind you: uh, Wolfenstein Two, The New Colossus. Uh, player, un- uh, player unknown battle uh, battlegrounds, not Fortnite. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild, 
Cuphead, and an honorable mention to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, no, I skipped one. Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice was one of my favorite games of the year. Okay. Um, so, just as, what, what's crazy about this list, and I was looking at it, um, out of the five, uh, there are, or out of the six, really, there, are, there is one that has multiplayer. Wow, interesting. Which is, which is crazy. So if you look at Wolfenstein, uh, Hellblade, Zelda, Cuphead, and Horizon Zero Dawn, no multiplayer in any of those games. So I thought what was fascinating with this year and the best games that came out was there were single-player single campaigns with really great stories, great characters, great visuals. Um, and it's amazing to me in the, in the era of competitive gaming that single-player kind of ruled the year for me. Yeah, that is um, weird. And I mentioned Player Unknown's Battlegrounds because uh, this game kind of blew up this year. It's been around for a while, but uh, just the, the format of the game, I don't know if you know anything about this, but you're basically dropped into a area naked. Ooh. And you have to, and over time, the, the area shrinks. So it you sure does. Like, so you have to, like, find yourself. Um, not that, yeah. Sorry. No, I meant, like, the, the, playing, the playing area shrinks. So you have to, like, find equipment and you have to you can get cars you can do all this stuff and you have to like be the last person standing which is a great idea yep now the game Fortnite, which i mentioned before uh was a completely different game um where they had this aspect to it but it was more of a construction based game where you actually have to build a fort with other people Hmm. um and then they they introduced this new game mode called battle royale which is the exact same thing as battleground as PUBG. So like they ripped off the in so people are pissed about this, but Fortnite is now kind of bigger than uh Battlegrounds is, which is which is crazy to me. So that's why uh PUBG gets the nod and Fortnite doesn't. Right. But in tor- in terms of multiplayer, so I have a list of best multiplayer here. Yeah. Um Overwatch is still is still our favorite. Um, in terms of what we play and what we do and how fun and um how simple and yet expansive this game is. Um, we play this game all the time. We love it. It's great. It's crazy, though, um, to me, still how overall, how long ago it came out and how they still, in a day and age where there's so many freemium games and they just get you in the door and then they want you to pay for every goddamn upgrade in the world. Like, yeah. oh, there's a new character. You have to pay for it. There's a new map. You have to pay for it. And people do, and they make a lot of money. Overwatch, for over a year, has been pumping out new game kind of formats. They've been updating things. They've been giving you new characters. And it's all free. So... You know, most people spent probably sixty bucks on their PS4, their Xbox One, or their their PC game, and that thing has paid for itself so many times with all the upgrades they've made, and it's still just as fun, or maybe more fun than it's ever been. And I would say that the the one thing I wish they were add because I know they're listening right now, the people from Blizzard. Yes. Um, if they could, you know, what it would be great is if they had a system of trade where, like, I'm I was bitching last night that I was getting all these skins and sprays for characters I don't use. Oh, if I yes. could trade them with people. To get stuff that I would actually use, that that's would a good be idea. Wonderful. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so that uh, Fortnite again, Fortnite and Player Unknown's Battleground, like those are gr- great multiplayer games. Uh, if you're into the PC or you're in a console, like check those out. One that we we played a little bit and we all loved it, but it was so broken it was almost hard to play. Was Friday the Thirteenth? Obviously, like that game was so fun when oh we did God. play it. The first but, weekend was a disaster. Oh, it was so bad. And that turned a lot of people off to it, so I don't know yeah. how many people are still playing that game. Um, but again, what was that game, like 30 bucks? Like it wasn't... Yeah, expensive. I think it was 30 yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and then lastly, uh, Rainbow Six Siege was. I think that game came out technically in 2016, but it's been it's been uh, one of the best multiplayer games I've played in a in a really long time, and I picked that up this year. Nice. Um, so games that I I didn't play, but I wished I had. Uh, and this is an embarrassing list for me. So the Evil Within two, I heard really good things about that. Um, did I say Cuphead? By the way, in top five games, you did. You mentioned Cuphead. Yeah. All right, Cuphead. I, I'll just say this before I get into this list was amazing. And in terms of, like, platforming side-scrollers, like, this game is outstanding, and if you can play it, play it. So okay. I just wanted to mention that. Right. The games that I didn't play that I wished I had. Evil Within 2, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I never got around to that. Yeah, um, I mean, how much different can it be? I feel like all these Assassin's Creed games are fun, but they're very similar. Yeah, I know. I just, you know, like, it's a bad show that you're, it's like The Walking Dead for you. Like, I'm so invested. Yeah. I played every single one of them yeah. and just didn't play this one. Um, Persona 5. Uh, which I did mention on the podcast once. I did play the demo, and it was my pick of the podcast, and I never got around to playing the actual game. So mm. that's embarrassing. Um, and anything VR, um, that, especially Resident Evil 7, which came out in a VR mode. Doom has a VR now. Uh, Skyrim has VR. So I, anything of that I wish I had played, and I, I didn't. Uh, my biggest disappointments for the year, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I thought that was going to be amazing. Um, you're a team of four, it can be multiplayer, you're dropped into South America, and you're taking out, like, this drug cartel. Uh, it got really repetitive. Um, I found the guns I liked within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And it right. just became, like, okay. Uh, a lot of, like, the repetitiveness that, like, a Far Cry game has, where you, like, you find, like, a little fort, and you have to take out all the guys, and now it's your fort kind of thing. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Um, but the game itself looked really good, but it was kind of a disappointment. And the biggest disappointment for me this year was a game called Lawbreakers, Ooh. which was uh, Cliff Blazinski's game, the guy who did Gears of War and did Bulletstorm. Yes. Um, all multiplayer in kind of like an Overwatch format where it was the different characters do different things. Right. And there's areas in the map that are like zero gravity, so you're kind of like flying around shooting people, mm. which in theory is a great idea, but if you're doing this thing where it's like specific characters and there's like 24 characters that you can all do different things, you're not going to compete with Overwatch, and this game just flopped. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't, wasn't great. Um, there were some good things about it, but what are you going to do? Right. Um, lastly, uh, games I'm looking forward to most in 2018. Yes. I would say with literally, uh, and I say, pun intended, with a bullet, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah, which, for sure. Which should be coming out, which, if that has a multiplayer aspect to it, you're going to find the crew on that oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. We're out in the Wild West. A lot. Hold it we down. are going to be raising hell and robbing <laughs> trains and doing all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. like, obviously, that's going to be a huge game uh, made by the people who made, what was that, Sunset Overdrive or whatever it's called. Um, right. So that, that's going to be really good. Uh, God of War. Shadow of the Colossus and Days Gone, which are uh, PlayStation exclusives, which are going to be really good. Days Gone, you basically play what's um, uh, the the guy with the vest in Walking Dead. Uh, oh, Daryl. Daryl, yeah, you play Daryl basically, oh, okay. and it's like zombie hordes and looks really good. So if you uh, nice. and then uh, Mega Man Eleven, which are, we're very excited for. That's right on the podcast. Yes, and uh, lastly, um, a game uh, that's a Microsoft, that's a Xbox exclusive. Uh, called Sea of Thieves, which is a think of uh, Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, yeah. where you did all the pirate stuff. You can now do it's that's the game, but it's multiplayer. Oh, okay. 
So that that seems pretty cool to me. So that's that's kind of my uh, rundown. I tried to do it as quickly as I could. That was good. But if you haven't, yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I wasn't hoping. I was hoping it'd be longer than a minute. I mean, it is the year oh, review. Way longer than a minute. Yeah. So, some of the ones I would mention, I thought uh, I didn't play as many games as you did this year, but I would say Injustice Two was. In, I mean, it is what it is, but it's a lot of fun, a lot of characters, a lot of cool stuff on Injustice Two. Um, and then like some of the sports games, I like NBA Two K eighteen was good. Uh, yep. We both played WWE 18. Not the greatest game in the world, but fun. Like, if you want to get back into that, there's a lot of yeah. different uh, characters, a lot of different unlockables, and things like that. I haven't played it yet because I got, I finally got South Park The Fractured Butthole. Um, but it came with the Stick of Truth. So I'm currently playing Stick of Truth. I wanted yep. to play that and beat that first and then switch over to the South Park game. But Another I'm looking game with that. no multiplayer. No, I know, right, exactly, no multiplayer, but uh, if you're a fan of South Park, you'd be a fan of, of this game. And, and it, my sports game of the year would be NHL 18, which is the, oh, the yeah, introduction yeah. Of, of threes, like three-on-three three arcade hockey, yes. is a blast, absolute blast. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good idea. And then another game that came out this year, and Ryan, the fine folks over at Terrible Toy Box hooked us up with a couple of copies of Thimbleweed Park. This is a game, It's a uh, you can play it for just about anywhere, whether it's uh, PS4, where we're, we, we played it, Xbox One, Windows, Mac, Nintendo Switch, wh- wherever. It's a, it's a great game. Maniac Mansion is sort of the inspiration, and this is one of these cl- kind of cult games that you either played it and you loved it, or you just somehow missed it. But this was a, an original Nintendo game. I remember growing up playing this all the time, loved it. It was one of the, you, you're, you're a bunch of different characters, and you're kind of, it's like a pixelated game, and you go all over the map, you go into all these different places, you collect items, you interact with things on the map, like whether you go and you open drawers and you know take stuff that you're going to use later on. You're constantly solving puzzles, having conversations with different people. And so Thimbleweed Park is in that same mold, and it's almost like Twin Peaks, like in, in a sense where you have a couple of uh, people showing up at this town, and, like a guy and a girl, and they're trying to figure out what happened. There's like a murder, and they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And you kind of ping pong between the two characters. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's pretty cool. So if you like one of these throwback, you know, eight bit looking video games, again, you can play it on your on your Android too. It's remember what, like uh, Stranger Things came out with a a uh, game that you could put on your phone and you could put on your iPad or whatever. It's it's a little bit more detailed than that. Like it's not you know that was a free game. This there's a little bit more to it here, uh, but pretty enjoyable if you're looking to, to to get involved with it. Yeah, and it's it's a great throwback game to people who like kind of these like point and click kind of things, um, which which are they still have a place in the world and they're still great. And this is a, a great example of that. Like like you said, I mean, if you played Maniac Mansion, which I did as a kid, yeah. and it was it was such a break from like you know you had to think and you had to like solve some things and figure some stuff out. I mean. It's it's a it's great for a casual gamer and it's great for somebody who's like does this all the time like us. Um, yeah. So if you're you know kind of into video games and you want something you know to kind of uh, not waste time but how to spend time that's fun and you know things like that. I mean definitely check this out. Like you said, the the um, we were good enough to get some copies, you know from from Terrible Toy Box and they're they're great and they were they're really nice to us. So uh, please check this game out. Yeah, and you can go to uh, thimbleweedpark.com. That's their website. You can find all kinds of stuff, you know, where, how to get the game, sort of the trailer, and see if you like the look out of it so, or look, look of it. So I would check them out there. All right, Ryan, uh, we will bring you back momentarily, but we got to get the best of comics 
2017 from Comic Buck Guy. I mean, it'd be crazy not to bring in Uncle Buck for this. So cue the music. My name is Bugs. My name is Bugs. My name is Bugs. And I'm here to talk about comics. <laughs> talk about comics. Let's talk about comics. Independent label. So talk about comics. All right, we got to bring in the comic book guy himself to break down 2017 in comic books. Uncle Buck, how are you? Hey, Rich. Oh, boy, I feel I'm a little nervous here. I'm on the phone. I feel like I'm in the Davy Phantom Zone here. He's doing this via phone. So give me, give me a little bit of a break today. That's right. You find out just how difficult it is to do a podcast the entire time via telephone. So Davey's a real, he's a real pro by doing it this way. I, I'm used to looking at your eyes and knowing when to come in. I get this is yes. very hard. <laughs> Wait, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but 2017, Buck, good year, bad year, somewhere in between. How, how would you uh, assess this past year in comic books? Well, I'm going to say this is a down year, and it's not, not only a down year uh, storyline-wise, but it was a down year for the industry. We're talking about 10% down year-over-year year versus last year, and it's a little bit of a, of a scary trend here. 2015, the industry was up about 10%, flatlined last year, and now we're down about 10%. The co- entire comic book industry did about $483 million this past year. Wow. Now, to me... Which, which, yeah, but when you think about the kind of money that these movies are bringing in, I mean, four hundred eighty-three doesn't really seem like that much. When you think about how many titles are up, yeah, you would think based on the movies, and there's so many of them. And Davey and I just got through talking about a bunch of them. You know, whether it's Marvel or DC, it's just every other month seems to be a monster movie. You would think that that would carry over, and I know a lot of the lines have even started to model some of their characters off of the movie as sort of a hey this is what the guardians are now let's do it or this is how iron man acts let's do it this way and you would think that it would be growing instead of going the other way yeah they're trying they've tried that uh to a certain extent uh they've also tried to introduce a lot of new characters figuring the popularity of the movie bringing in new readers it just hasn't really happened uh the way that they've been planning it uh but this year i mean you know the top selling character overall as you might expect would probably be batman uh tom king uh you know pretty much had the reins on the uh, the Batman storylines this year, including probably the biggest shocker, the engagement to Catwoman, which mm-hmm. would, turned everybody's head. Um, Jor-El came out uh, in the Superman comics as the uh, villain Oz. A lot of people are upset about that. Um, but it looked like the villain of the year probably came from also the Batman storylines. The Batman Who Laughs is part of the, the metal storyline, a mashup of Joker and Batman as one character. Although... The character looked like a little bit of a Judge Dredd ripoff. Yeah, I was going to ask you about because last time I was in the comic book store looking at some of the you know the new releases or like the single issues that are out there, it was a ton of the DC metal and like the heavy or whatever it was called. Like, is that is some of that stuff good or what? So it, yeah, the metal's okay. I, I mean, like we you know like I was just saying with the industry being down, the last quarter of the year. DC released Metal and Doomsday Clock, which really brought their numbers back up. And Marvel tried to reintroduce all their old characters. A lot of they had killed them off. A lot of whom they had killed off, including like Logan, um, with their uh, series Legacy. But they had a really uh, you know bad turnout for Secret Empire earlier in the year. But really, Legacy Metal and Doomsday Clock, you know, salvaged uh, you know the business to a certain extent in that final quarter. Spider Man is still tanking. Um, mm. You know, he's normally the most popular character over the years. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 25 was their biggest seller, even though it was at a price point of $10. Uh, 
Um, but it, wow. out of the entire year, it was only number 22 as far as the highest selling comic. Yeah. Dan Slott's still killing that franchise. <laughs> uh, uh, and then if yeah. you think about indie comics, Walking Dead, no matter how popular a TV show is, it still was not in the top 80 for uh, an indiv- individual issue of the past year's storyline kind of gone a little gone a little cold. The Negan character's gone a little cold. Um, but there were some good indie books that came out this year you should check out. Um, AD After Death, the image title from Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire. Uh, Lemire also did a really good run on a kind of reimagining of Moon Knight for Marvel. Yes. Um, yes. Black Mask released a very controversial comic series called Black, in which uh, only uh, African Americans have superheroes. Uh, superhero powers, and of course are you know being attacked wow. and, and come after by the government. Um, Moonshine, which I think Davey had mentioned, uh, Brian Azzarello's yep. uh, hit from Image was a good series. Uh, Seven to Eternity, also from Image, was a big hit. But one of my favorites, and I was kind of surprised by this because you didn't know what to expect. I really enjoyed the Dark Knight uh, number three, the Master Race, the Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello, Andy Kubert uh, series. Brutal name, though. I mean, uh, the Master Race. Like, come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, guys. really. Jesus. A long, a long, yeah, a long title. A ter- not not a great title, but um, <laughs> terrible. But yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. They did a nice job. Kubert's artwork really mirrored what Frank Miller had done previously, and I liked the storyline on that. Yeah. One. Um, but DC also did a nice job of relaunching uh, Mister Miracle in kind of the spirit of the Marvel Vision series run mm-hmm. that they had done a few years back, and that was also a Tom King, uh, who was Batman's uh, writer. He also wrote that, the Mr. Miracle relaunch. Now, if you could only read one thing from this year, what would it have been? Uh, you know what? I would probably go back to AD After Death. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the Scott Snyder, Jeff Lemire. I like Lemire stuff a lot. It's, I'm a big fan of Snyder. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of hot comics this year as far as individual issues that really piqued people's interest, just to name a few. Um, the, the first appearance of the Batman Who Laughs comes out in Teen Titans number 12 as part of that metal series. Um, Adam Hughes had a killer variant uh, for Thor number 700, which uh, is still selling for big money. Uh, of course, we've talked in the past about Sync, the comics tribe hit, um, and uh, Weed Magic from Bliss on Tap, in which uh, Weed gives you superpowers. Um, <laughs> there was also a really good uh, Del Otto uh, variant cover for Wonder Woman on the Dark Knight's Metal number two. The oddest thing I saw this year was The Realm. This is a, uh, a series from Image in which they had a, what was called the Secret Variant, which was basically a comic in a, newspaper, in a, in a paper bag that was signed that was selling for huge money. Like the <laughs> worst-looking variant you ever seen was a, big, a paper bag comic. Oh, my God. Um, Marvel's biggest thing was Weapon H, which was basically a crossover of the Hulk and, and Wolverine. Yep. Um, and uh, as far as also indie books, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, number one, has blown up with the uh, – you know, the series being more popular than ever. Yeah, now the it. comic, yeah. the first appearance has become huge. Uh, the WWE had a comic uh, issue number three with a Ric Flair 1 in 50 variant, which went bananas when <laughs> there was speculation that Flair was going to die. <laughs> of course. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then just uh, two more things uh, from, from Image. There was a Spawn issue uh, in which it was a one for every retailer just called Spawn Thanks, and it had an amazing Spider-Man 300 homage variant from McFarlane. <laughs> And then uh, Image had done a series called Here's Negan, which introduced the character of Negan. You found out where he uh, got the name for his baseball bat, Lucille. Uh, and then they collected that in a, uh Image comic that they uh, distributed only in certain Image blind boxes, which has gone for over $500 a piece. So, Jesus. Uh, those were the big books of the year. Very nice. Uh, what are you looking forward to in 2018? I'm hoping that Marvel really writes the ship. Yeah. Um, 
It looked to me like they're trying to uh, do some uh, get away from the Dan Slott storyline a little bit for Spider-Man. Um, and, you know, one of their big storylines this year was based around Captain America, who never really sells well. So right. hopefully they'll they'll write the ship with Wolverine and with Iron Man returning as well. Well, there you go. He is the comic book guy, and uh, your podcast has moved a little bit. Uh, where, where can people find that now? Boston Sports 101 is now over on the WAF uh, radio airwaves or podcast airwaves, but uh, you can now find us on iTunes, so please check us out there. There you go. Nice. Check them out on iTunes. You can also check them out on Twitter, at Uncle Buck. W-A-A-F. Time now to get on to a very special pick of the podcast. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Again, thanks to Uncle Buck for the uh, the comic book stuff. We got to bring uh, Ryan Davey back for a ver- very special pick of the podcast to wrap up the uh, the best of 2017 episodes. So obviously, Ryan, we got to go in memoriam here. Yes. That's what we got. I mean, pick of the pod. You brought a dead guy to the table earlier this year. We even have a T-shirt for it, for God's sakes. Oh, and by <laughs> the way, these T-shirts are on tpublic.com. T-E-E. These goddamn T-shirts. Buy a goddamn shirt. Buy a friggin' shirt. What are you doing? You, 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 don't, you don't wear shirts? You're not, a, you're not into clothes? You need a new shirt. You didn't get that shirt that you wanted for Christmas or for Hanukkah or for Kwanzaa or for uh, New Year's, anniversary, birthday, whatever the hell. Get it now. Go over to tpublic.com and also... Because we got Goo from the Mac and Goo podcast working on these bad boys. So if you have an idea, and we got a couple emailed into us, and they're pretty good. If you have an idea for like a new thing, we have the Davies Video Game Minute. We have a 6 out of 6 Infinity Stone. We have our, our traditional logo. We have the pick of the pod with the uh, gravestone. It says RIP. We have all these different things. But if you have another idea, something that we do on the show, hashtag dork related, let us know, and maybe we'll even slap it on a shirt. So you can email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at dorkpodcast. Hook us up. Some really cool-looking shirts. They're better quality than our previous shirt website. You can uh, change the color on them if you want. Get creative. Get nuts. It's got the logo on it. You're going to have a good time. So I recommend that very much. Here's an idea. I just had an idea. Oh, good. Literally just just had an idea. Davey's Hot Chili Hot Take? Oh, yeah. We need one of those. We need one of those shirts, yeah. Um... Also, what if we had our fans, we have a contest, and if whoever's design we pick, we send them a shirt? Mm, I, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't mind that. I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Something to pick think of about. Okay. All right, pick of the podcast time now. What I'm going to do, Ryan, I have a list of people who uh, said goodbye, the long <laughs> farewell. I'm probably missing several names. This was a, a quick list I put together. I will say the name. You can either get, you can give me a comment or you can just you know, say RIP, and I'll get on to the next one. How's that? All right. All right, let's start. And this is, I think, in order of when they died. Let's go with William Peter Blatty, the author of The Exorcist. Uh, good. Thank you very much for your work uh, and... That screwed me up for a very, very long time it's after seeing your movie at age eight. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's a very, very scary film. Uh, former wrestling sensation Superfly Jimmy Snuka is dead. And accused murderer, by the way, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Yeah, there's some uh, my, the, skeletons My there. very first wrestler that I liked in the WWF. Yeah. That's right. Was J- Superfly Jimmy Snuka because mm-hmm. he went barefoot and he had like the you know the the leopard print and he was flying all over the place. I know? always yeah I was like I wish he was wearing shoes. There's something about yeah. that I didn't like him on the mat barefoot. It wasn't wasn't for me. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore is dead. Uh, comedy legend, very sad. But you know how old was she? Like eighty something. Doesn't say on my list. Uh, yeah. Don Rickles. 
I was actually more sad about this than I thought I was going to be because yeah. you know Don Rickles is if you watch any of the old roasts and stuff that he did with like Dean Martin and stuff that this guy was like funny before people were funny. That's true. And would just like just rip people. So I thought I was very sad about that to hear that he had passed. Roger Moore. Uh, R.I.P. Chris Cornell. Uh, very sad. Yeah. It was a very sad yes. uh, thing. As a person who grew up, um, and if there's anything that I love more than what we talk about on this podcast, as I said before, I'm, I'm above all else, I am a music fan. Um, and if you, ever, if you have the means to go on YouTube and there's a video of isolated vocals of Chris Cornell singing Black Hole Sun and it's just his voice. Oof, nice. Blow your mind yeah, how good he I was. I bet. This, yeah. this next one may be the most uh, hashtag dork uh, in memoriam name you would ever get. That would be Adam West, the original Batman. Yeah, and uh, we had we – I'm – I know, we screwed that up. Because we yeah. screwed that up because we had the chance to sit down and talk with him, and we didn't do it like a, like a month or two before he died. That was, he was at uh, Northeast Comic Con. Yeah. So, so. We, I, a, a big regret in my life yeah. is that I didn't get to shake his hand and say thank you. Back to the, uh, the music world, Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. Another one where, uh, you know, a voice of kind of a, that generation of kids. You know, the disenfranchised kids, and it, it just sucks that, you know, that, that things happened the way they did with him, and, you know, um, just that's sad. Big-time horror director George A. Romero died this that, year. Yeah, you said Adam West was the biggest dork yeah, name. Romero, I would argue maybe. that Romero yeah. might be. And uh, just, a, just, just ridiculous joy he brought to our lives with his movies. Uh, what about uh, Martin Landau died? R.I.P. Toby Hooper, another big-time horror director. He's the guy who gave us Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and a, a bunch of de- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacres and, and uh, some other really, really strange movies. But, um, yeah, a voice lost, that's that's too bad. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got Jerry Lewis died. Jerry Lewis died. Um, he sure did. Very sad. He sure did. Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Dead. You know what's funny is I, yeah. I thought Jerry Lewis was, had been dead for a while. I know. I double check that list there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hef, uh, Hefner's dead. Hefner and and I forget which comedian said it, but like, how bummed is Hef going to be when he gets to heaven and realize that his life was better than heaven? Yeah. He's like, what is this? What is this mess? Yeah. Uh, the boxer Jake Lamotta died. He's on this list just because, of course, Raging Bull is based off of right. Jake Lamotta. Ralphie May, the comedian, died. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Sad stuff. Yep, uh, Tom Petty's dead. No, no, another one, another one, another musical just, guy. Uh, yeah, in his sixties, like not that young, old. Yeah, you're just a young pup of a guy, and you yeah, just, but you hate to see some it. Great stuff from Tom Petty, and it's funny sure. how much you like Tom Petty's music more now that he's dead than you did when he was alive. Oh, like you, I, you gotta crank it now. Like, yeah, I liked it. I would listen to Tom Petty. But yeah, but like I ignored it for the like the second half of my life. Yeah, which is a shame. Uh, Charles Manson finally died. Thank Christ. Good, Good riddance. And the last one on this, uh, Dick Enberg, legendary uh, announcer, or sports announcer Dick Enberg, who also appeared in the movies Naked Gun and Mr. 3000. He's dead. <laughs> he died. So there you go. Hopefully you liked our best of 2017. Thanks again to Uncle Buck for joining us. Uh, Ryan, where can the, uh, the folks follow you? At Arvon D on any and all social media. So please, uh, if I missed anything, please let me know. But be nice. I don't like when people are mean to me. Yeah, that's right. We got an email. I had to censor from Ryan. He just doesn't. He doesn't like the negativity. So just please no. be nice to Ryan at Arvon D. You can say whatever you want at Dork Podcast. 
uh, iTunes, the T-shirt. You could, we're on YouTube. In fact, I pinned a tweet that has like all these links to all these different things, where you can listen to it and whatnot. We're always looking for ideas of show topics. This year already looks like it's going to be pretty crazy with all the movies that are coming out this year that look pretty good. But uh, we'll have time for some other weird topics. Some of our best episodes or most listened to episodes were sort of outside the box, like the King of Kong episode, Ryan. I know you love that one. Uh, yes. Those are some of our, our more popular episodes. So listen to those. Also, uh, thanks to all the support, too, from uh, not just all the listeners, but a couple of the guys in our shared universe, universe uh, Mac and Goo, especially Goo helping us out with uh, the, uh, the T-shirt stuff and some of the imaging that we have. Uh, the Boxers podcast, Marcus and Wes. Marcus has done a lot of our stuff, like the pick of the pod, This Week in Dork, all that stuff. So a nice year. I think we continue to grow here at Hashtag Dork. So for 2018, I'm, I'm hoping to really uh, blow people's nips off with what we have in store for you this year. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to the – if there's any ideas, obviously, like Rich said, if you have any ideas, please email us or contact us. Uh, I love the kind of off-the-wall stuff, and I still have my, my – pot in my back pocket, I have one – kind of outside-the-box dork podcast that I'm sitting on for an off week. Do you want to share what it is, or do you want to spring it on the people later on? Uh, no, so I have, I've had this idea forever, and tell me if you guys want to hear about this, but uh, Rich and I both have our old CD collections from high school. Oh, yeah, we've uh, mentioned I, this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the CD that. collection. And oh, I yeah, have, yeah, yeah. I also have a dork rock one where we talk about our favorite, <laughs> like, dorky bands. So Dork rock. Dork Rock. Yeah, I like it. All right, so uh, thanks again for listening. And for Uncle Buck and for Davey, I'm Keith. We will uh, talk to you guys with a topic to be determined next week.